וטובין זה מה שאמרו חכמים שואל באחס ולא אלו סלו ודובד בשתיים ואלו סלו שאול, I apologize, I misread that, שאול באחס ולא אלסלו, שאול only sinned one time and that was it, he did not succeed, that was uh, the end of his reign. ודוד בשתיים ואלסלו, דוד sinned twice and still um, he was able to you know, inherit the kingship forever to his offspring. So what, what was the last discussion we were t- talking about? We were talking about the fact that um, basically Hashem has uh, plans, right? Hashem has a plan, and Hashem's plan in the case when it came to Kalashal was that he wanted Kalashal to go down to Egypt, right? To make a Kiddush Hashem, when he will take them out, also to forge them as a nation over there, right? And then he, he pinned it onto... The lack of Amuna that everyone displayed, the, the minor lack in, a couple, in, in some small area. And we spoke about it that it actually that, that is din, because the din is that, you know, usually we, we, can't be, we can't be, no one can withstand the full omic of the din, right? The full power of the din. And usually we rely on a lot of hishtatfus of rachamim. To um, soften up the din that, that, that we that were okay, but over here where Hashem didn't want Hashem on the contrary wanted to put this gzera onto Avram's offspring because ultimately it will be for the best. So therefore, he uh, judged him to be high of four hundred years of exile. Okay. So he's saying now using that we're going to be able to understand another Maimar Chazal more Numa that says seemingly it's not fair. Shaul only sent once, David sent twice, and yet Shaul gets his kingship taken away, and David gets to uh, inherit it to his children. David David was meant to be the king. He was the king. He was. Uh, that's what you know. If you look at the chart uh, you know, that uh, you know, the souls the you know, chart, chart out of various souls in the heavenly worlds so David is Melech right Hashem is Borach HaMalchus LeZera Yehuda where you know back in Birkas HaZokein right when the elder Saba Yisroel Yaakov Avinu blessed his children so he described Yehuda as a Melech right so that means that really the kingship is supposed to be in the hands of Yehuda Lefikach lo haya nidcha bekalus so therefore he was not easily pushed away from this and punished meaning 
it's true he made some mistakes, but you know, Hashem made sure to punish him for those. But the kingship was not quickly taken away from him. Aval Shaul, but when it comes to Shaul, Shalohaya Roy Mitzadatsmo, Lemalchus, Kimodovid Nanash. Oh, sorry, sorry. The, the Nanash is <coughs> earlier we're saying the David, the Fikach, Lohaya Nidcha Bukalus Venanash. He was not easily. Pushed away and punished. Punished means to take to have his kingship taken away. That did not happen to David. Whereas with Shaul, that did happen. Right? Because Shaul, the point is that Shaul was a very, very big tzaddik. He merited to be the melech, but not because of uh, you know whatever it is his shorsh on the shama because of. Uh, how it was meant to be from all the way back to the blessing of Yaakov you know. but just because he merited to be king there was no king and he was a very worthy person so he got to be king he was not part of Shev no he was Binyamin he was from Shev Binyamin the Zeriah Shaloyovo Onish Af Shehayaroui so he's to prove to you see that David sinned, but he still didn't get punished in that way of having his kingship taken away, even though that punishment might be fitting. Because this is not what Hashem over here, this person is not um, prepared for it, but by prepared he means not uh, in the way that we would say it, it means more. Um, you know, the blueprints of things are not set up that this person should get this punishment. So David was meant to remain as king. So you see that David gets, uh, quote unquote, he gets off the hook and he doesn't have his kingship taken away because of what Hashem's ultimate plan is. The ultimate plan of Hashem is that David should be king and his, and his offering should be king. So David gets, quote unquote, off the hook. Now, he'll, in one way or another, Hashem will, obviously, Midas Adin will have to be enforced, and David will suffer, and his son Shlomo will suffer, and you know, things will be taken care of. But not in the same way that it happened with, with, with Shaul, having Kishib taken away. What was the second sin of David Adin Bashaw? He was Makabal Lashon Hara, about... Uh, about um, what's his name Ishboshes from Seven um yeah Vahuadin Hefer so so if we so so too is the opposite, the way that we've been describing until now. When the thing is meant to happen from because of itself, which means Kalsal are meant to be in Egypt. Hashem is meant to save Kalsal from from Egypt. Right? Like like our case. So then it'll happen fairly easily. This is the, the morale very this is a, a ongoing theme in the morale. 
is he wants to make sure that we understand. And not only he wants to make sure we understand, but that's all these Maimar Chazal force him to explain to us because that's how the world works. Is the world works that there's a spiritual reality up there and there is a physical reality down here. And the results are a consequence of both. There is what's happening in the heavens and then what, what's down here. So over here we have that David is meant to be king up there. That's so strong. David's mazel to be melech is so strong that even though he made a couple of mistakes down here, that doesn't give us the consequence of him having his kingship negated. Shaul is not king up there. The name Shaul is from a language of Sha'al, that he borrowed uh, someone borrowed something, you mean, taking something which is not yours, with permission, but still not yours. So he borrowed the kingship. He, he's, he took the kingship. It's not his, but he took it with permission. But what happens when you borrow something with permission? You eventually give it back. Or you might necessarily give it back, but certainly if the person who you borrowed it from feels you're misusing it in any way, he'll be like, okay, can you, do you mind to return my object to me tomorrow, right? Whereas if it's yours, for me to confiscate it from you, that's much more, you know, to say there was a Mekah and really you had no right to begin with, that's a much more uh, difficult thing to do, right? That's much more aggressive. So being the Shul was only borrowing the kingship, so it was uh, much easier for it to be taken away. So again, so up there, it's set up that Shul is not king, but down here he is. So the moment he's not, then all those spiritual powers are coming down, force it, force it away. And by by David, on the contrary, his mazel prevents it from being taken away. Over here by us, by the Brisbane of Asarm, is the other way around. Actually, the, the, up there in the heavenly realms, there's a plan that Klausel should go down to Mitzrayim. So when Avraham Avinu does a small action, that small action is enough you know, if you have a big dam and you open up one little, one little crack you make in it, one little hole in it, right? All of a sudden the water comes gushing out, right? So lots of force up there. You open up a small hole down here, that's enough. Kiroui, she yeshmo mekudish be'olam, lekach ayedei chet kal bohaonish. So therefore, even through a small chet, chet kal, the onish came of Arba Me'oshona, v'davarzem v'vur v'kama makomus. V'od, metzad acher, hayarui ha'golos, v'hashibud l'Yisrael, k'moshe hizbayer l'chav prokim she'avru, she'kasher lo hayu Yisrael b'shleimus. So, so far he's been talking about wise why is it fitting? Why does Hashem want, so to speak? Why in the heavenly realms is it appropriate that we should go down to Egypt? So far he's been talking about the Kiddush Hashem that's going to happen when Hashem takes us out. Right? Hashem is going to show the whole world that He is in charge. But as we've been pointing out, there's also a second player involved, which is Klal Israel. And it's Mitzad Klal Israel, the Shibud Mitzrayim, is also um, necessary or fitting. B'shleimus Yisrael, Kaisher Heim Shishim Ribua, 
We, 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 so we were not that. We were 70 souls. We were a small family. We were a family, or maybe a large family, right? But we were a family. And we needed to be 600,000 to become a nation. The Oz Haim, Lechelko is Borach. Then we are to Hashem's portion, so to speak, meaning then once we're 600,000, then Hashem will take us. V'kodem sheheim lechelko yizborach hayu mishubodem ad shehotzi Hashem yizborach chelko mitocham. So we were enslaved until Hashem took us out. Lefikach hashibud raui mitzad atzmo. Therefore, the shibud is fitting. Umeata chet machria dover shehu raui mitzad atzmo ulekaman yizbayrod. What? What's the Nestor? He's about to go into it a little bit deeper now, which means. What, what this last part, what he was saying is, listen, there was a lack. Now, a three-way machlekes, what the lack is, as the apipshat. Apipshat is a three-way machlekes. Each one is saying um, a more fine, more small lack of a moon that Avram Avinu had. Remember what they were? Noah? What are the three lacks? He didn't try to convert the Sodomites. No, you're saying him on purpose out of order, or you just just pick him out of a hat? Pick him out of a hat. Well, let's do it in order. From from the greatest lack of (coughs) Amunna, which itself was very small, to smaller and smaller still. He he brought in his Talmud Chachamim to join the war. One, two is... Right, he has to, he has to uh, uh, give me a, a sign that I'm actually going to inherit Israel. The third one is in trying to carve the silence. Right. Right. So that was, that was diminishing lack. Each one was di- less and less. That's the pshat. The pshat. Their pshat, saying it's a machlekes, as to how much, either it was very small lack of a muna, maybe it was small, maybe it was tiny, maybe it was minuscule. Right? And Hashem is punishing him but not really, he actually has a plan, right? But he's pinning it on that. Now he's going to explain a deeper, a deeper pshat. Od yesh das chachamim, shekol echad bo laseis tam lama hayu ra'uim zoro l'shibud davka. I mean, they're coming to explain specifically why shibud. Not, well, listen, you did something, you did something wrong. You're lacking in the muna. So now Hashem is going to carry out the plan that he's been wanting to carry out. Rather, no, it's, it's that this is what, this is, I think one of you guys mentioned that it must be that if, that, if Avram was lacking in muna, Right, whatever Avraham was lacking in that in those actions he did, 
that's what's gonna the Shibud Mitzrayim is gonna come to fix exactly that, right? Because we understand that Hashem says that the ocean that people suffer, it's it's also on a deeper level meant to be a tikkun for the for the whatever lack the person had that, that caused him to do this. Yeah? So, Kiladas, Rabbi Avahu, that's the first opinion. She'amor mipnei she'asa angaria b'talmidei chachamim. He made a militia out of talmidei chachamim when he went to fight the war against the four kings. Mipnei ki, tamachacham mitzad atzmo, Ein ru'i l'shibud. Tamachacham should not be inscripted. Ki kol mishubud mispoil min ha-mishabed. So, no chosnevish in mishubud and mishabed. Mishubud is someone who is Mishubad. He is Mishubad to someone else. Hamishabad is the one who does the Shibud. He is the one that is enslaving the other person. Right? So, the one who enslaves pushes and pulls and tells the enslaved one what to do. And Tamad Chacham is fit to be free. Ein lecha ben choren. Rafi, what does it say? Ein lecha ben choren, what? Okay. So, so, what? Tarech or Osek, I can't remember which one. Okay. So, but the point is, why is that? Anybody? Why is the Talmud Chacham not fit for Shibud? What? Are you saying like he's like once he's mishubed his neshama to what is Hashem that he's free from his shibud of his goof? What about somebody else? Why is it not? Why is it uh, not fitting that somebody else should come over and script him into the army? He's already he's already scripted. He already has a master. He can't serve And in Amar, it's not scripted. Well, at least he doesn't know he is. He doesn't know why he's using Amaris. He does mitzvahs Amaris. One second, let's get it clear. And Amaris is a man that does mitzvahs. He is simply not knowledgeable in. Some of he doesn't, some of he doesn't do them. He's not Mishubat. What? Amaris, maybe some of he doesn't. No, no, no. He does no. And Amaris does not carry a connotation of a, of a, of of a person who doesn't do mitzvahs. Uh-huh. Not necessarily. I mean, there's a small concern with him not being careful about mitzvahs. But uh, the majority of them uh, do mitzvahs. No, so I, okay, I want you guys to to we're all gonna all four of us are gonna get together. Maybe we need to get some assistance. We're gonna take the formula one plus one equals two, and we're gonna push on it really hard. We're gonna pressure it to be three, to equal three. Okay? 
We're going to be Shabbat the thing. We're going to tell it to do something other than what, it's, what, what, what it wants to do. It wants to say, math wants to say, 1 plus 1 equals 2. But we're going to we're gonna whip it until it agrees that it's 3. Deal? Rafi, you start. Uh, I'm a big enough blackboard. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the point is that a concept, a, a concept, something that is that is sikhli, uh, right? It is what it is. Something that's physical, like this box of tissues. If I just push it, it goes that way. I pull it, it goes this way, right? I throw it, it lands over there. So an avid is someone who's physical. An avid is someone that he gets pushed around. Physical things get pushed around, get pl- placed by where where someone else wants it. And there's different forces, you know, acting on it. Force of gravity, force of my force, your force. We might push on the tissue box from two different directions. It might not move at all because your force and my force are in conflict, right? But the point is that it is subject to other, to external forces. Whereas a Baal Bechira, right, is an internally determined. Now, Baal Bechira, okay, Baal Bechira. Uh, you know, Namar is also Baal Bechira to a certain extent. Yeah, but he's very physical, right? His, you know, nowadays they're saying that scientists are claiming that people's decisions are more or less predetermined by their genetics and by their environment, etc., right? Which means what? Can they understand people to be what? Avodim. In one way or another, they're all avodim. Why are they all avodim? Because they're all physical. Right? So being that they're all physical, so they're being pushed by something. What are they being pushed by? Instincts, upbringing, environment, advertising. Right? Uh, okay, fine. That's true. But there's something else. There's an ashama. There's a sura. There's a something that that is spiritual and that has its own definition, its own form, that is not subject at all to being pushed around by anybody. Right? Like, for example, 1 plus 1 equals 2. So the more a person becomes like that, right? the more a person becomes sikhli and nivdal from the physical, the more his reality is fitting that his reality should be entirely determined by himself. He's determined by the Torah and the Shem. He's still much better than the Shem. No? But he's just aligning him. He has a different... He has a different uh, he has a different owner. That's who determined what his Torah is. But, but that's... You know, who determined 1 plus 1 equals 2? Shem. Okay, good. So, but not, no, but that doesn't mean that Currently, one plus one does not equal two. One plus one equals two, right? Okay, great. So, what? We're not in conflict then. You know. But to say that Amaretz isn't fitting to have a owner, he already has an owner, though. You're, you're saying he determines himself, so he doesn't have an owner. But I'm saying he does have an owner. He has a Shem in the Torah. He's I, uh, the, he can't go against the reality I, I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not talking. About, I'm not talking about owner, not owner. I'm saying that Amaretz is physical. A physical creature can be pushed around, right? So someone who's pushed around, right? 
is someone that, that it's fitting for him to be a slave also. Right. Um, Marshall, if uh, in the Jewish history, unfortunately, we've had not in, infrequent opportunities for people to demonstrate if they are physical or spiritual. Right? When someone would come and they would say, you know, admit that that this is God and not that or whatever it is, right? So you have to determine, am I one plus one equals two? And therefore, you know, you can flay me alive and, and I'm still going to die with saying Krishna, Or am I going to cave in because of the fact that, listen, I'm physical and the force here is very, very great and it's pushing me very much. I can, what can I do? Okay. So Talmidei Chachamim in Shas, the Gemara in Gittin says that Talmidei Chachamim are called Molochim. They're called kings. Why are they called kings? Because a, a king is someone who, he no, nobody tells him what to do. The king is determines what, what to do, right? He tells everybody else what to do. So not, not to say that Talmidei Chachamim are bossing people around. That's not what we're coming to say. What we're coming to say is that Talmidei Chachamim are... Mitzad atzmom ein reuyin leshibud. Yeah? Sounds a lot like Parashishi. You're right. That's what he was discussing. Klausel being roy for shibud. Right? So he's talking about Abraham being in Magi. That being um, a... Um, Stone, like a flint stone. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah, exactly. He cannot, he cannot be moved. So therefore, he's saying, so that's what he's saying. Uh-huh. Therefore, Talmudic Chachamim are Mitzad Atzim, not Roy for Shibud. Therefore, that's why it was, uh, that's why it was, unf- it was not fitting that Avram Avinu made an Angari out of them. Right? Ki hahispailus rak el bale hachomer shehu mispoil. That being reactive is only for physical. Proactive is for spiritual. Lo el hatsura hanivdelus. This is not fitting for hatsura hanivdelus, a form that is disembodied from physicality. Ve'aseichel hanivdel kevan she'eno bal chomer eno mispoil me'acher she'eno mispoil. Lo shayech bo shibud. So it's not shayech conceptually. Now, by happenstance, someone could run over and grab the Talmud Chacham and, and force him to do something, but the spiritual reality of the world will, will rebel against us. Right? Does that make sense? How did that fit with Abraham then? So he takes the people who shouldn't be. Right. They should be nicked Lefikach ra'ui shaloyyeh Alright, 
So you see, there's no shiur tell me the chalam. And because of this, hi man derami. Kraga Arabonan Avar Adaraisa Anivim Vixuvim Kedisa Bubava Basra Shane Shibusechel. Do we know what the what this means? Shubed is a slave or a master? Shubat is someone who's enslaved. Shabed is an enslaver. You call Meshubad, Misbal, Mina Meshabed. Each enslaved person is impacted from the enslaver. a tax so someone who levies a tax against uh, is violating the Raisa and Nevim and Suvim right oh it's a Makor see Okay. Mubnei she'asa Avram and Garia betal midah chamim she'agdaver zeh bezarol. So therefore, me they can negate me. This is Avram being do that which is not right. So then he's his zera is going to get the same thing. He's going to get shibud. That's what you're asking, right? Yeah, but he he was able to. We said again, able to is as I was saying. What do you think? You person again? It says someone who puts a tax on betal midah chamim. He is violating the rights of Nevi'im Zuh. It's not that it's impossible right. for a big, you know, uh, very muscular black man comes over and he grabs, you know, a young Torah scholar from the Weizner Kodal who has, you know, long pace but not very physically robust, right? <laughs> he forces him to dig a ditch in his backyard for seven and a half hours, right? So... <laughs> <laughs> So, <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes it happens from that. Yeah, it seems like it's like. <laughs> so it happened. Technically, I mean, it, it, it did happen, right? But on a, spiritually, it wasn't. It wasn't meant to happen. Uh-huh. So the Hashem will, okay. will balance it out later. And somehow or another, yeah, yeah things. Are like I mentioned to Rekiva, Rekiva wasn't able to prevent himself from being murdered, but yet. There is some balancing from that, that there's a retribution against the Romans or whatever. Okay, let's stop here.